<laughs> the way she phrased that, I thought he shat on the table. That film sounds shit. For this. Welcome to the podcast nobody asked for's League of Good Bad Movies. With me, Ian Harris. And me, Graham Jones. I'm definitely gonna like edit me saying League of Good Bad Movies with like dramatic music in the background to kind of you know give it a bit of a excellent bit of an added punch. You, is is there a way we could like get Brian Blessed to cameo League of Good Like that is the best voice for League of Good Bad Movies. League of Good Bad Movies! Exactly. It could work. Yeah. I, there, are, there are people watching TV in the other rooms. That's, that <laughs> shout is going to go down well. So this is going to be a monthly Good Bad Movie episode. Uh, we put out four choices and you guys narrowed it down to one for us. And those choices were, Graham, without looking? Uh, they were the, uh, the kangaroo ninja thing, which is warriors of something. They... Warriors of Virtue, correct. They were... Oh, Troll 2. How did I remember that one? They were also two other films that I can't remember because my memory is terrible. <laughs> so you remembered my choices. <laughs> so Which says a lot they, about me. They were Warriors of Virtue, which was Kangaroo Ninjas. They were B-Movie, which is about a woman ah, falling yes. in love with a bee. They were Roadhouse, which... Arguably, I feel like having an intro episode as Roadhouse would have cost us listeners rather than gain us any. <laughs> and then Troll 2, which our, our loyal and avid fans voted as our inaugural episode. So, well, Also, on the Roadhouse point, I legitimately... Like, so we watched Roadhouse, what, probably about three or four months ago when we were doing our bad movie nights during lockdown. And I legit, I'd put a post up, I think, on Instagram, just like, you know, bad movie night, as I do most Thursdays. And I legitimately had people coming at me saying, this is not a bad movie. I love this movie. Yeah. I, 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 had, I had people threaten me. <laughs> and then this wasn't... These were friends. These were people who know me. <laughs> but we're not, we're not saying it's a bad movie, but a lot of the enjoyment of Roadhouse isn't from the fact it's a cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> so plan is we're going to finish recording this intro. And then we're going to jump on an Amazon watch party thing and watch Troll 2. Uh, and then we will reconvene and we'll discuss our top three favourite moments from the film, as well as probably random trivia and just us getting confused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I, I really am. I'm going into it pretty much completely blind, other than like the, the basic trivia of the fact that it is called Troll 2, but is not a sequel to Troll, and there's no trolls in it. And the only thing I've seen is the famous or perhaps infamous um, popcorn scene. That's all I know about it. So... Ah. <laughs> oh, there, there's, there, there's a couple of things in Troll 2 which are now memes that you probably don't realise okay. are from Troll 2. So there'll definitely be parts where you'll just be, oh, that's... That's that bit there. That's that okay. thing. That's that bit. So I, I have watched Troll 2. On, on, on the flip side, I have watched Troll 2, I think, four times. You paid for it every single time? No, I, I've definitely paid for it more than I should have. But I've, yeah, I, I've spent far so, too much money. So what you're, what, what you're saying is that you, you have paid the Troll Toll. I have played the Troll Toll. toll. 
It's I, I'm not going to say boy soul because if people haven't watched Always Sunny, that Good. could put me in a bit of hot water. So this is our first. Uh, do you want to give a Brian Blessed leave um, a good bad oh, movie shout? This is the no, that's not Brian Blessed at all. <laughs> that, that was that was yeah, more gladiator. That's probably as, as best I can do. Um, I'll go gladiator voiceover maybe. Um, this is the League of Good Bad Movies. We kind of got there in the end. It, it wasn't full so, Brian Blessed, but just about. Just, just about. I'm off to wrestle a gorilla now. But also, if there's like green toothpaste on a corner of the cob, surely your question. Yeah, it's just going to be half an hour of us just sitting here in stunned, awkward silence, isn't it? So, um, we'll, we'll, we can briefly cover a plot, I guess. So, Troll Two follows a family who do kind of like the holiday. They swap houses with some people and decide to go short notice to live on a farm for a month in the quaint little town of Nilbog. Nilbog turns out to be inhabited by strange people who keep trying to feed them green food. Not like lettuce or cauliflower, but like green custard and yeah, cakes and like it all looks like the imaginary food in Hook. If it was, if all of the imaginary food in Hook was green. If all the imaginary food in Hook was green. And it's something to do with chlorophyll, I kind of got from the beginning. But anyway, yeah, that's... there's chlorophyll, then there's kind of like a someone who you thought was an old, well, you, you thought was a young witch that they were trying to make appear to be an old witch, but she turns out to be a goblin who's also connected to Stonehenge, which is where the goblins obviously get their power from. Joshua's ghost granddad turns up the whole time. At one point, it seems to be implied that he's Lord of the Shadow Realm or something. It's 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 just fucking weird. The the thing with his granddad as well is that for ages in the beginning of the film, he was just cropping up here and there, and it even opens with him sat in the chair. And then at some point during the movie, they decided that the plot device for being able to see his granddad was that he had to see him in the mirror. And then they ended up dropping that right at the end because they found him via a seance where he could come back for 10 minutes for some reason. But then also previously he came back and was able to stop time for 30 seconds as well. Yeah. Which uh, He comes back at one point with a Molotov cocktail. As you do. <laughs> Um, these are obviously the things lying around in the Shadow Realm, Molotov cocktails and double-decker bologna sandwiches. What are your initial thoughts? Is it Cinematic Genius? Is it one of the worst films ever made? Where, where is it on the scale for you? It's, it genuinely feels like it occupies a, a special place all on its own. Um, <laughs> I've never quite seen anything like it, and I'm really... I'm just so confused by, like, the the motivation behind it and i'm not even talking about like the motivation of making it but just like what seemed to be driving the story is vegetarianism is bad and milk is good yeah pretty much i mean so we touched on it in passing in the intro but it's worth harrowing home again troll 2 is about goblins (laughs) and troll 2 is not a sequel to a film called troll it's, it makes no sense at all, even from the title. No. Let alone the fact that I don't understand 
anything that was happening. So there were Stonehenge stones. There was a woman in really bad old woman makeup. Yeah. It was... You also had the, the opening sequence that was all related to some dude called Peter, which was, like you mentioned, sort of some kind of callback to Princess Bride-style storytelling. And yeah. then nothing came... Like, it was... Other than, like, he sort of turned into a tree a bit and there was sort of a warning that you might end up like Peter, who definitely wasn't a boy. Um, like, it was never referenced again. Never trust a random woman in the woods who says she comes from Stonehenge. Some, some random bits of trivia which might help kind of encapsulate for you what the film is. So apparently the entire cast went to a casting call for this film. To be extras, and ended up getting that. getting the leading roles. Uh, the director, who was a guy called Claudio Fragrasso, only spoke Italian, but he wrote the screenplay in English. So apparently, on the set, the actors suggested that maybe they kind of ad lib their lines or talk around it to make it seem a bit more natural. And Fragrasso forbade them to because they he wanted the lines read as they were written. Which I think is why in a lot of the scenes it sounds like they're trying to memorise random words because nothing nothing seems to gel together. No, and there was absolutely nothing natural about the way any of them spoke, particularly the, the daughter. She was, I think she was the biggest culprit of overacting and making zero sense with her lines. Overacting while also conveying absolutely nothing. It, it's... Something I thought impossible. Yeah, and she she was a big fan of spiking the lens as well. A lot of a lot of looking straight down the barrel. But the the goblins, um, the the whole thing feels like a secondary school drama project, like right down to the what seems to be paper mache goblins. Yeah, and also the reveal that the town is goblin spelled backwards. Yeah. Like that is that is the very definition of like writing a story in in year four. But it's all of the reveals were so obvious. I wasn't sure if it was a reveal or not. Like, what do we no no, we knew this. We knew this from the outset. This isn't new information to us. Yeah. I jotted down some of my favourite lines. I don't even know which order to go in because the okay, I'll go with the top three. In, no, in, okay. in third place was she is now one with the vegetable world. Second place was just when the kid at the end shouted out, which he found in his pocket, a double-decker bologna sandwich! <laughs> um, and in first place was the excellently delivered you can't piss on hospitality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't piss on hospitality would be on mine. Double decker bologna sandwich, and then the the famous. They're eating her, and then they're going to eat me. <laughs> oh my god! It was it was. And did you spot the fly on his head? Yes. Yep. Yeah. We have to talk about the 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 best scene in the movie. You know, any any good bad movie has to have an element of there's like the the weird. Um, I guess this wasn't, it didn't even become a sex scene, but like the weird, at least prelude to a sex scene. And you mentioned, obviously, you know, there was lots of attempting to feed things throughout the movie. And this became part of the, uh, the, the seduction, I suppose. And obviously, you know, if you're going to choose 
a seductive aphrodisiac what better than a, a holstered corn on the cob yeah yeah and then they bite they lady in the tramp the sweet corn cob yeah the raw sweet corn cob which then turns into what can only be described as too much popcorn <laughs> um they then leave him there did you notice that yeah yeah he's never referenced like he again he, he he wasn't dead you just see him spit popcorn out after he's covered in popcorn saying, I've had enough. Yeah. Maybe that was the actor leaving. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but no, that, that's definitely up there for my favourite scenes. Just in general. The, my favourite scene in the film is one of... So there's like a, a, a shitty boyfriend character who decides to go on this holiday with the family and brings all his mates along. And one of them is smoking outside their trailer and sees a woman covered in chlorophyll running through the woods. So he shouts at her and then follows her and then rugby tackles her in the forest before squaring up to a bunch of goblins with spears who just stab or they throw a spear at him. Yep. And then they go to this uh, old abandoned building that looks like a church where the infamous they're going to eat her, then they're going to eat me scene happens. And the vegetable realm, she slowly turns into a green goopy puddle and goblins descend on her because goblins can't eat meat, but they like eating people. So they turn people into vegetables. Obviously. Yeah. And then he gets turned into a pot plant. Yeah. So he goes the full group level. Also, oh, we can... don't really find out what, like his mate tries to pull his pot out of the church house and then we don't oh fuck we didn't did we see what, hear what? from them again <laughs> and the guy in the pot plant i love this just makes sounds like we're making it all up the guy in the pot plant seems like legitimately pissed off yeah like not at his friend but like at the director that he's forcing him to do this <laughs> it's an incredibly bad film it, it, it is one of it is up there with the room i think in terms of yeah. pure, just bad. Like, everyone's really sweaty as well. And they're either, but then it's either like regular sweaty or they also get like green sweaty, which doesn't always make sense. And at some point, at one point, like, <laughs> this is horrible words to put together, like mucusy sweaty. Yep. Yeah, yeah, when they're touching the stone after the bologna sandwich. Yeah. So. The script was uh, apparently originally called Goblins, which would make a lot of sense. Uh, but apparently it began as a way for so Claudio Fragrasso's wife, who's called Rosa Drudi, um, to express her frustrations with several of her friends becoming vegetarians. Which apparently, and I quote, pissed her off. Wonderful. So, so the film was basically like the equivalent of being annoyed that how, the the old uh, how do you know someone's a vegan they'll tell you joke <laughs> yeah exactly how, how do you know someone's a vegan because they're goblins <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean look I I'd, I'd encourage people to watch it because it it has to be seen to be believed I think but it, as you say it is definitely up there in the um the upper echelons of bad movies. I don't know how we follow that. No. So it was acted by people who couldn't act. It was directed by people who couldn't speak English. And it was written by someone who couldn't speak or write English. 
It's insane. Like, I'm, and I'm not knocking directors and film crews who can't speak in English, but generally they'll either have a translator or not be working with just people who speak English. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It had a whopping budget of $65,000. That's both more and less than I thought it would be. I'm just... I'm flabbergasted. So apparently, obviously this has become you know, a midnight favourite. And the cast will kind of do Q&As sometimes. And apparently the director, angry at how it got received, had to be escorted out of the room after heckling the cast and calling them all liars and dogs. There's, there, there, I get that's one of the, like, I think one of the key things for any good, bad movie is that the person whose vision it is has to believe that they're making art. Like, the minute you go into the Sharknado territory of, like, I'm making a bad movie because I'm making a bad movie, it, it doesn't quite cut it. But Yeah, they, they, they have their place, but I, I never put them in kind of the, the good, bad movie territory. Because, like you said, I, there, there's a, I think we covered it in our original Good, Bad Movie episode. That there's always, like, a sincerity to these kind of things. What is this green custard roll you have given me? Oh, thanks! Is this real green? So what would your what would your top three moments in the film be? I, I'm assuming ours would be <laughs> the popcorn scene, I think, is a clear number one. Yeah. I think number two is the famous, they're going to eat her, then they're going to eat me, oh my God. Yeah. And num- so number three has to be between, as it often is, you can't piss on hospitality or double-decker bologna sandwich. Yeah, it- exactly my two choices i think maybe the you can't piss on hospitality but you need to go like a minute beforehand and it's the like so just to put in context of why they say you can't piss on hospitality is because they go into this farmhouse that they're renting there's a load of food on the table the kid realizes if they eat the food they're all gonna die because whoever made this film has a really unhealthy relationship with food because they kept talking about like fasting for two days the kid at the end says he's not going to eat for 20 years um but yeah the the that's when grandpa seth stops time for 30 seconds and the kid has 30 seconds to figure out how he stops his family eating the food now obviously he could you know smash it up take it out of their hands while they're frozen but no he stands on the table and pisses on it (laughs) which uh yeah leads to the the brilliant quote, you can't piss on hospitality, which I I feel, you know, I feel, I do, part of me feels bad for pissing on this film, but I, I, I do, I do feel like it needs to be, but it also needs to be watched. Like, I can't recommend Troll 2 enough to people. It is, it is an experience. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you can experience it yourself for the small sum of three pounds 49 i think we spent each on it this evening yeah and i, I so I, I haven't watched it myself but there is a documentary on it called best worst movie which is apparently supposed to be very good it stars uh it was made by the kid uh when he was older so this was done in 2009 oh nice and it's basically him charting troll 2 and you know how 20 years after it was re- originally released it is now bordering on kind of like a cult classic yeah so i, I want to seek that out and um, watch it how many days would it take you to forgive
give someone climbing onto the dinner table and pissing on your food. So, because film critics can generally sum up films better than I can, uh, at least without descending into just kind of crowbarring Henry Cavill and Nicolas Cage into everything as much as possible, uh, we've gathered some quotes from critics on Rotten Tomatoes about Troll 2. So I'm just going to run through some of those now. Uh, Troll 2 is bad. Very, very bad. The script is stupid. The acting is wooden. The special effects are laughable. The vintage 80 synthesizer score is cheesy. No description of it can quite contain its misguided ludicrousness or the way its infinite and varied sins against the traits of good cinema combined to produce one of the most uproariously unintentional comedies ever made. Uh, the simple review of The Trouble is that I just don't like Troll 2 very much, which, you know, I, I think is fair. Uh, I've seen worse, but nevertheless, this is wretched bottom-of-the-barrel stuff, which, to be fair, I, I think is a little bit unfair on barrels. Um, taking off in its own entirely misguided direction, it tells the story of an average, not to mention lousy acting, American family that vacations in a town infested with Marty Allen clones who cause folks to sweat green chlorophyll and turn into trees. But yeah, I, I, I would recommend Troll 2 and then feel free to message us and tell us we should be ashamed for recommending Troll 2. But it's a, it's a, it's a strong start, I think, for... for our league of good bad movies. Yeah, it's definitely up there. I am bewildered, and I think just you know, really fancy a a raw corn on the cob to to finish the night off with with weird green stuff. <laughs> well, that goes without saying, and lumpy milk. Oh, oh my god! I I still I still can't I can't get over it. It was I I don't. I, they must have known they were making a bad film. The actors involved, like surely, surely. Also, I just realised there's that bit in the car where Joshua is turning into a tree, and Joshua Tree is a place and a U2 album. I don't know if that was something that they intended, but um, yeah, there's there's my factoid. Maybe who knows? And who dares to dream? Yeah, I think we just need to we just need to leave it at that. Hopefully, uh, I, I I say hopefully N- next month. Um, I don't know. We can't go worse, can we? No, we could. No, Joshua Tree came out two years before Troll Two. So look, I'm just saying that Joshua Tree is the Troll Two of U2 albums. So what you're saying is Apple at some point are just going to randomly put Troll Two I on people's so. phones. I genuinely hope so. <laughs> I I hope so. So. If you've seen Troll 2 and uh, you want to let us know what your thoughts were, uh, you can find us on Instagram at the podcast nobody asked for. Uh, you can also buy us a coffee on ko-fi.com uh, forward slash the podcast nobody asked for. Um, and all that money will go into, well, renting good, bad movies. <laughs> and into making the podcast kind of even bigger and even better and yeah if you just want to sort of question our sanity or send us tips on how to make the best green food that you know please tweet us at nobody asked for pod uh, with the number four and you can find us there on facebook as well yeah and you can also rate us on apple podcast uh, and let us know any kind of future episode ideas you have. So, hope you enjoyed this month's shitty, shitty film. I know I did.
No one asked for this. What the fuck? 